What's up, everybody? It's Chris Denman, and it is Drinks with the Band. Every Wednesday, we get to party with some of your favorite musicians. We give away prizes, and we enjoy some Jack Daniels. I've got a sweet Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt on tonight, so you know it's going to be a good show. Good to see everybody back again. Last week was an absolute treat with Sean James this week. No joke either. Our friend Andy Frasco is going to join a little bit later on. We'll hear four songs from Andy, talk some smack, hear about all the wild times whenever he's actually able to tour. Uh, And again, I want to remind everybody we do this each and every Wednesday. So tune in, have some fun with us. We've got some great artists down the line as well. Each week, I'm joined by the one and only U.S. Ambassador for Jack Daniels. That's E.T. That's Eric E.T. Tikowski. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey. Good, man. How are you? I'm bringing the energy tonight. I got the Hard Rock Cafe shirt on that a great aunt probably got me uh, in 1993. So that's what Perfect. I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's it still what fits. That's a good sign, right? <laughs> Actually, okay, so here's how this works. Um, <laughs> growing up, being a basketball fan in the 90s, of course, in rural Missouri. I'm located in St. Louis now, but grew up in a smaller town. I was obsessed with basketball. I wore larger clothing. I filled back out, but I would wear like XLs and two XLs in like fifth grade gotcha. <laughs> because of the style, style at the time. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then you kind of reel it in. So I'm sure we, we've seen photos of you in your past. You're not proud of them all, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's uh, all what got us here, right? It is. Uh, yeah, no Casey Baxies, right? <laughs> it's not you you have to just push forward that is a rule of yeah. drinks of the band uh for everybody tuning in we will have andy frasco on tonight we're going to have a cocktail we give away a jack daniels prize and we also give away the artist prize every week that's a t-shirt from andy frasco very excited about that we'll show you how to make a special drink tonight uh et is a very special individual himself chocked full of great stories and uh he is the guy for jack daniels here in the united states of america Great to see you again, E.T., and I'm pumped to have Andy on tonight. Did you do any research on our artist for the evening? Yeah, you know, you always ask me how my week is, what's new, and to be honest, the newest thing in my week is Andy Frasco. Um, (laughs) You said, hey, how well do you know his stuff? I'm like, I don't think well enough. So I went down a few deep dives on the Internet, and uh, happy I did, man. He is a uniquely talented individual. He, he's got a new album out. We'll talk about that. I also highly recommend going to his Facebook page and checking out his dance parties that he does. Uh, top All notch. his parties. All his, like... Anything he does. Know, yeah. I'm that telling you. It was a treat to discover sound, him. Sound check was wild with the guy. It was, <laughs> he just brings fun. Um, again, E.T. gives away a prize each and every week, and we have a cocktail. Uh, we'll tell you about the cocktail in just a bit. Let's uh, let's wet some beaks. Let's see what we're going to win this week, and uh, we'll tell people how they can do that. Yeah, so oddly enough, um, after seeing Andy, I, I said, you know, let's make this week all about Sinatra. And you say, well, I don't understand how, what's the connection between Andy Fresco and Sinatra? And while on the surface, it might seem like there's none, the one really big thing you could say is they both kind of did their own, or do their own thing. You know, Sinatra had his own style, uniquely Sinatra and Andy has his own style unique to him. Now they're completely different styles, but they had their own styles. And since Sinatra was such a huge fan of Jack Daniels, I figured, Hey, let's bring him back and, and give away some Sinatra stuff. So I have two factory sealed albums. What? We have here. <laughs> we have Frank Sinatra, the strangers in the night, uh, that Nelson Riddle, uh, arranged 
you're the uh, you're the rich uncle that ruins it for the parents at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Christmas, I should have done this last week. Christmas in July, we also have Sinatra's Ultimate Christmas. What? <laughs> That's awesome. That's fantastic. Now, You're giving away two albums? What is... And you say to yourself, well, if I have an album, where am I going to listen to it? I need speakers. Stop it. Um, so I wish I was giving away a stereo hi-fi system, as we used to call them, but <laughs> I have this uh, this newfangled Barnacle Plus. Um, you can plug any Wi-Fi in. So if you have one of those newer turntables, you can go right through this speaker, or you can download like a thousand songs and throw it in your pool. And Are you serious? Underwater. Yeah, why not? <laughs> we so, don't deserve you, E.T. That's amazing. Come on. When Frasco's here, you got to bring it. You know what I mean? Because he's going to bring it. Uh, that's true. Uh, I think things will uh, get out of hand, as they usually do. Uh, so tonight, do you have anything in mind for a prize, or uh, you want me to take the lead? It's up to you, buddy. For how to get the prize, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I did it last week, so to be fair, why don't you uh, take the lead on this one? Just tell us your favorite uh, Sinatra song or moment. The guy's got a bunch of both. I think that works for Andy Frasco as well. You don't have to just love his music. <laughs> you could be like, listen, <laughs> here's what happened at his show. I'm thinking of a, of a time, too, and Andy tours the world. He's very well known. Um, I always laugh, and, and I'll have to uh, I'll bring this up a little later. People always talk about him in a positive way, too, that I run into. Um, so, yeah, tell us in the comments, and you're entered to win. It's a random drawing. We give away prizes each and every week. E.T. is the most prompt prize mailer of all time. I get photos <laughs> I get photos back from people that are – so E.T. is in Los Angeles, and we'll have people on the East Coast or wherever. See, so yeah, anywhere he's sending them. They always send me pictures back in like three days. They're like, whoa, it's here. It's real. I guess people don't pay off their prizes much, but E.T., <laughs> he certainly does. And, again, two Sinatra albums – and what was it? A barnacle? I think it's called the Barnacle Plus. Yeah, it's, I think you can go you underwater. Rock out underwater. That's amazing. Yeah. Tell us your favorite Love Sinatra moment or song. I, just give us that. Anything Sinatra related in the comments. You're entered to win the Jack Daniels Prize for this evening. Sinatra has a weird, not a weird. Uh, it's it's a wild history. Whenever you get into it, and again, this is We yeah. Are Live, uh, and we're proud to be joined by our buddy ET and. This is this is why I love doing the show because there are so many stories that you can get into because Jack is just synonymous with so many wild times, unique times, and then kind of the way you guys go about things I find to be interesting. Uh, what's the original tie-in with Sinatra and Jack Daniels? How much did you guys pay him right out of the gate? <laughs> uh, oddly enough, we never paid the man. Um, the I knew that. No, okay. nice. It's a little lop to me. Nice, thank you. Yeah, no, he discovered Jack. Um, for those of you younger than me, you might not remember Jackie Gleason, but if you ever watched The Honeymooners or Smoking the Bandit, um, The Hustler, you know, his actor, comedian guy, and him and Sinatra were hanging out, um, and they're at a bar, and Sinatra was, you know, basically crying on Jackie Gleason's shoulder about his lady troubles, and Jackie Gleason was like, we got to do something here. So he said, hey, Frank, you want to you drink some whiskey? And Sinatra was like, yeah, sure, I love whiskey. And he goes, you ever had Jack Daniels? He goes, never heard of it. Now, this is, you know, late 40s, and Jack was very uh, – distribution was not like it is now. So, you know, Jackie gets a bottle of Jack, cracks it open, and first sip, Sinatra fell in love. And, you know, a few years later, you'd see him on stage, and he would hold up a glass of Jack Daniels and tell his audience it's the nectar of the gods. And – 
you know, his endorsement of Jack Daniels, but did not go unnoticed. So, you know, it, it kind of helped sales and, you know, he just, there's some great interviews of his kids and our first sales guy ever, this guy, Angelo, um, he was the real, became the connection to Sinatra. It wasn't like a, like a work thing. It was just, he liked Jack Daniels and someone read in, I don't know, whatever page six was in the sixties, um, Sinatra was upset because he was at the Copacabana and they didn't have Jack Daniels. So <laughs> that made the paper and <laughs> he was bent out of shape. How great would that so, be the, the, in these, in 2020, if that was our main problem? <laughs> if, I know, right? It'd be amazing. Oh, that'd be right? so great. Yeah. Wait, you're out of Jack Daniels? Put it on TV. That's, that's gotta be news. Um, so a friend of a friend reaches out to Angelo. There you go. And, uh, you know, Angelo sent Frank to his hotel, like a case of Jack and said, Hey, I heard you had some problems with the Copacabana. So sorry. You know, if you ever need anything, you got a friend at Jack Daniels. And like two weeks later, his phone rings and it's Sinatra. And he tells Angelo, Hey, you made a friend for life. You know, I'll never forget what you did for me. Take these two phone numbers down. This Palm Springs house is Beverly Hills house. And that started a friendship that lasted till the day Sinatra passed away. And Angelo was a pallbearer at his funeral. What in the, I guess, so there's two schools of thought on this. Number one, uh, my cold hearted um, current head goes, wow, I wonder if that, <laughs> sorry for anybody who doesn't know this is, there's this kind of a dork on Twitter. Uh, he's, a, he's a reporter and he does marketing, he's Darren Ravel. I'm like, I wonder what Darren Ravel would say. <laughs> <laughs> would, like Frank Sinatra's um, endorsement would be worth today, right? Like right. that's, I mean, I don't even know of the equivalent, just the biggest uh, actor singer out there um, endorsing something like we're talking life-changing money for most people. So there's that part. And then there's the part where um, sometimes when you hold up to what you say you are and you actually enjoy a moment, then it's bigger than that, right? That's a, That's my second thought where yep. it's like, Oh, wait, say what you want about the money or not. Um, maybe this was like the, he genuinely just enjoyed it and it was a better experience for it. Look, you know, as far as we know, then anyone, you know, there's people that um, have been around since Sinatra was here that dealt with stuff and it was never, uh, I, we never even got perks through this. Like there was no executives that got to go backstage at like, Right. Vegas shows. It was just he drank Jack Daniels. That was it. His kid, Frank Jr., w him and Angelo, were, there's like an interview on YouTube you can find. And Frank Jr. says, you know, if they would have tried to pay my father, he probably would have stopped drinking Jack Daniels. You know, he felt like he kind of discovered it. And it, was th it was his thing. And in a way, you know, the late 40s, he kind of did. It, it was only in a few states at the time. So he was definitely an early adopter. And um, it's just cool because it, it it carries and carries and carries there he would have been 100 in 2015 so we did a lot of stuff with the sinatra estate around his would be coming up 100th birthday and one of the things we did in la at least we we took bartenders on like a sinatra night in la oh. and we met at capitol records we toasted sinatra they, they set up studio a like it like nelson riddles um you know, where his music stand, they had Quincy Jones piano, they had Sinatra's actual microphone and the little stool he sat on. It's crazy. And while we were there, one of the producers from Capitol came in and he was pretty young. And he's like, look, I wish I had tons of Sinatra stories for you. 
he's like the only connection i have really is i was a producer on duets too which is like one of the last things frank did um he's like but i think my coolest Sinatra story came after he passed away and he was hosting a round table with um i think tina sinatra um perry como's daughter um dean martin's daughter it was like it was like women who were in music with famous parents that were in music and it was just like this women in music kind of round table and tina says to the producer um hey do you like jack daniels he's like yeah sure i like jack daniels she reached into her bag pulls out a bottle of jack and she's like this is dad's last bottle you want to nip and she poured him like a little sip off of frank sinatra's last bottle of jack daniels which was crazy that's insane at night like the power like the the night went from there and we took people we got these really tacky 80s like white limousines like prom limos and we took everyone to a restaurant where sinatra ate it was this italian restaurant in westwood and this this guy i worked with he was pretty new but he really he really was helpful with getting the capital thing going and he's like i got it I, i'll take care of the restaurant i'm like cool 9 15 whatever 15 people so we get there at like i don't know 9 20 and i go to open the door now it's like it's tuesday night and it's locked i'm like that's weird <laughs> right and we were all the way across town we're in westwood from la which like hollywood which in traffic is not fun not at so all so we're there doors locked we're all in suits and tuxes and i knock and this waiter comes out in a white t-shirt black pants no jacket no bow tie no nothing and he, he was italian he's like you know hello i'm like hey we're here with jack daniels he's like oh seven he's like 7 15. i'm like no 9 15. He goes, we got it down at 7, 15 people, 7, 15. I was like, oh, my God. He goes, we were a little slow tonight. It's an off night. We closed early. And I have, like, all these, like, people. I'm like, oh, my God. So, like, give me one second. He shut the door. And I'm, like, looking at this kid with daggers. And I'm like, oh, my God. Two seconds later, the door opens. A guy is fully dressed in his tuxedo. And he goes, everyone's staying. Come on in. We go in. They set up a table in the middle of the room for all of us. The bartender stayed, the kitchen stayed, the chef stayed, he stayed, no one rushed us. There was no, like, if you order that one thing on the menu that says takes 45 minutes to prepare, there was no one saying you can't have that. So it was a total Sinatra moment. And then we, <laughs> we were doing, stage. having drinks with the whole kitchen. It was amazing. It was like they closed down for us. And after dinner, we took everyone to the polo lounge for a nightcap, um, you know, somewhere we would never go. It's like, you know, a shot of Jack there is like a lot of money. And but it's super swanky and cool and Sinatra used to drink there. And um, we're in this big booth and one of the bartenders looks up and he's like, oh my God. And we look and it's, um, oh my God, now I'm blank on the end of the story here. Um, what's his face? Uh, Steve Gutenberg. Good guess. No, um, <laughs> Say You Say Me. Uh, what's the fun? I can't believe that's the song I picked. Um, I can't think. Matt. Lionel Richie. So Lionel Richie is walking in and we're all like staring and he stops at the table and the bartender's like kind of like stunned. He just looks at Lionel Richie, goes, hello. And Lionel Richie goes, it's me you're looking for. Stop walks it. Away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Oh um, my gosh. So, you know, it was the Sinatra night, you know, like we, you feel like for a minute you lived like how that guy lived every day of his life.
Sometimes you know, whenever just, you surrender to that, you'll have a weird thing like that where it's like everything can be so casual all the time, but then whenever you actually kind of have some purpose to it, maybe that had yeah. something to do with it. it. It was it was really like the whole thing, like, you know, the microphone at Capitol Records, it's in a wooden box and a Sharpie is written on it, it just says Frank. And the box is a little bit beat up, but when you open it, it's this gorgeous microphone. And um, what's the Seth MacFarlane? He's the, the yeah family, family guy. guy guy. So, you know, he sings and he's a really good singer and he kind of has like a Sinatra, croonery kind of voice. I forget what show he was on. And this is now in today's time, not the greatest joke, but um, he recorded in Sinatra in Studio A or B where Sinatra recorded most of his Capitol stuff. And he said they gave him Sinatra's microphone to record on. And I don't know if it's Letterman, whatever. He's like, what was it like? It's like, you know, it smelled like cocktail waitresses and Jack Daniels. <laughs> that, was his, <laughs> that was his line about Sinatra's microphone. That's the but, truth, man. you know, it's uh, his, he lived so much beyond just being an entertainer. You know, there's a lifestyle, there's, there's dressing, there's how to treat people, there's how to, and you know, gave, the guy gave away millions of dollars in charity, never took credit for it. It wasn't until he passed away where people in his life were like, Frank used to just sit there, read some terrible story in the newspaper about, you know, a family that was going to be homeless or whatever it was, and would just call his lawyer and say, have a check from a company that no one knows what it is for like 10 grand to that family. That's incredible. And never, never took credit, just did it. And, you know, it's, there's, you know, there's the other side of Sinatra where if he didn't get what he wanted, he wasn't psyched. But I think <laughs> at his core, you know, right. he, he did some great stuff, you know the stuff for kids and stuff for animals and just strangers. So, you know, well, there's, there's lessons to be learned. I agree. And you know what? Let's pour a drink for uh, Frank, our uh, cocktail this evening. We do this sometimes yes. with the band each week. And again, we'll have Andy Frasco on in just a bit. ET, what are we drinking tonight? So we're going to, I figured let's just drink the way Frank drank. Uh, By the way, great, great drink. <laughs> Producer Matt was making fun of me. He was like, boy, E.T. sure does make these easy for you, huh? And I was like, hey, it's what Frank drinks, man. Uh, what do we, how do we do this? I don't know. There's a lot there. Yeah, you just take, you know, however you want to do it, ice first, ice not first. Um, you know, two fingers of Jack Daniels. So back in the day, you know, that was how you order it. A finger, two fingers. You wanted a big shot, a little shot. I would say pour yourself, you know, a shot of Jack Daniels. A couple ice cubes. And Frank used to put a drop of water in it. Um, you know, that, that for me is up for debate. If you're drinking a higher proof whiskey and you want to get right down to it, maybe a couple drops of water. But, you know, maybe Frank didn't want to wait for the ice to dilute a little bit. I don't know why he put the water in. But, you know, Jack was also 90 proof in Frank's day. So maybe he wanted to mellow it down a little bit. But that's it, man. Basically a Jack on the rocks with a dash of water. And that's how Sinatra drank his Jack Daniels. Cheers to Sinatra. So, Cheers to you. Hey, a ring-a-ding-ding. -ding. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> and here's to uh, our our musical guest as well. We'll get to him in just a moment real quick. Producer Matt, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. We, uh, we asked people to throw any sort of Frank Sinatra song in the comments or a moment. They're going to be entered to win. Can you give us a few? Do we have any so oh, far? Oh, we do. Yeah. What's our... Again, if you do this, if you're just tuning in... If you drop a Frank Sinatra moment, song, anything, you're entered to win a 
a kick-ass prize, two albums, uh, two Frank Sinatra albums, and a portable, uh, we're calling it a barnacle, and it goes underwater. And it's basically, it's a wireless speaker that you can party with, and it's from Jack Daniels. So thanks again to E.T. for making that happen. That's so cool, especially with the albums, too. What do we have, Matt? We've got Heather Wright says, Fly Me to the Moon. Great uh, track. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Corey Hendershot says, I've got a crush on you. Uh, Pat, I think no. That, I think they're just saying. Oh, they might just be talking that's about just ET. A statement. Yeah, yeah, that that was from two episodes ago when they saw that photo. <laughs> uh, Patrick Cost says he loves Sean uh, Sean James' version of That's Life. Oh, Sean James from last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, nice. Dave McDonald oh, nice. says in the way, really small hours. Very nice. Deep cut. That's awesome. Um, the uh, the other thing I was thinking about Sinatra too is. So many of his songs, you know, he didn't write, right? So there's, they were all written by other people. And like, I think even my way, Paul Anka wrote. So it's just so crazy that Sinatra is like, you know, he just takes things and he's so good at what he does that they're only known as Sinatra songs. Oh, for sure. Till the end of time. Um, you know, it's nuts. Uh, let's see. Producer Matt the, um, is, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, E.T. No, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, is uh, do we have a, a Frasco on the line? We've got a wild Frasco, and I do believe he's ready to come in. He let's, looks uh, like he might be. Let's so. say hi to our guest. E.T., you want to say hi to Andy? Let's oh, hey, hey. Keep <laughs> yes. on keeping on the new album. Wow. Love Get it. it today. Andy Frasco, he's an unbelievable stage presence. He's been bringing heat on his page with the dance parties, with, uh, with everything that he does in life. So you guys be sure to go support him. Uh, wherever you're following him, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever that is. Andy Frasco, E.T., Chris Denman, it's Drinks with the Band. Andy, great to see you, and I'm digging the jersey. What up? Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's, it's not a good jersey for me. The Lakers got their ass kicked. I, I have, like, super fish. You know, I kind of wear jerseys every day, so it's like... If, if they get their ass kicked, I don't wear it for a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of wear it off. Uh, if you guys were in the NBA bubble, I mean, are you are you surviving that? Like, they're literally all corralled into a bubble in Orlando, Florida, which is Andy's favorite city. I could probably speak to that. Uh, <laughs> they love Jews in Florida. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm just like, do, does a guy like Andy Frasco, like your personality is the closest to a 24-year-old millionaire NBA player? <laughs> like, <laughs> E.T., how is Andy making it out? Are you making it out? E.T., you're literally the dude who represents Jack Daniels all across the country, and you've got the coolest backdrop in the business. Are you two making it out of that bubble in Orlando, Florida without uh, some controversy, E.T.? No. No. <laughs> I, I, who's going in the bubble? Who's going in the bubble is what I want to know. I think Instagram. Uh, Lou will yeah. try to bring some titties into the bubble. I saw that. Uh, <laughs> Lou will try to get some titties at the, at the titty bar, and then um, he got in trouble for that. <laughs> That was my favorite before the NBA bubble even started. Like uh, a very attractive girl on Instagram was like, "Hey, this ain't gonna last. I already got invited." <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" <laughs> That's my favorite. Um, Et again, you're giving away a kick-ass prize with uh, Sinatra theme tonight. Andy, I, this may be too much of a reach. This has to sound weird, as you are a successful artist and very uh, popular for your uh, your theatrics and your frontmanning. Uh, have you ever been compared to Frank Sinatra? Because I thought E.T. made a pretty good case for uh, marrying the two. I, I think if Frank Sinatra did a bunch of ecstasy throughout his career. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I, 
drink, I'm, I'm drinking James. I, I'm drinking uh, Jack Daniels and Jameson and all the different whiskeys. So like, I'm, I'm on the ice train. And yeah, I, he's one of my biggest idols. Actually, Frank is one of the guys that mean the most to me because he, he's a full circle entertainer from being a great singer to making you laugh and making you cry. And that's, that's what makes me uh, really enjoy, uh, you know, entertainers. You know? Absolutely. Um, guys, you yeah, can get, I hear also, you know, not for nothing, and the only reason I bring this up these days is because a lot of people are dealing with it. You know, the guy also went through tons of problems emotionally and was pretty vocal about it and, you know, was able to keep coming back from that. And I think, especially since his death, when it became a little bit more prevalent, I think it's helpful to people, too, to see someone that you thought was your idol, that's the coolest guy ever, oh, dealing sure. with shit. And, yeah, it was like before mental health was cool, you know, like everyone suppressed right. their feelings and everyone held. That's why they drank so much. That's why they stayed on the road and had like side chicks and shit because they, they didn't have like a way to be completely vulnerable with themselves. So when you finally take that in place where you're saying, hey, asking for help with your mind is no different than asking for help with your stomach ache or your bad elbow, then I think we could start making uh you know mental health less of a stigma you know you don't have to suppress it everyone's going through anxiety especially now through this covid yeah. you know we're you just gotta make it where it's we're normalizing that we're all fucking crazy <laughs> yeah well said andy frasco yeah. that's uh that's very true and it is it is something so i hope everybody tuning in you get to have some fun tonight you got andy's new album we got et's giveaway to do uh, real quick, we're doing a T-shirt giveaway. So for the Jack Daniels stuff, if you just drop a Frank Sinatra song or moment in the comments, you're, uh, you're obviously entered to win. And then uh, <coughs> you see the T-shirt we're giving away from Andy. All you got to do for that, tag Andy in the comments. And then check out his page, like his page, all that good stuff. But if you tag Andy's official Facebook page in the comments, you're entered to win a uh, T-shirt. We give those away each and every week. E.T., my friend. A pleasure as always. I love the Sinatra knowledge. The drink is treating me well already. And uh, a lucky uh, winner is going to uh, be blessed by you once again. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. Enjoy the show. Good Absolutely. to meet you on the on the internet. You're L.A. guy, right? Are you L.A. now? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm in Denver now. Uh, but, yeah, from L.A., born and raised, Laker, diehard. Are you living in L.A. right now? Are you in Orlando? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you in the bubble? <laughs> <laughs> no, what what part of yeah yeah was that? Orlando or LA? LA, LA. Oh fuck yeah, rock and roll. From Philly, but I'm in LA now. Damn, from Florida to Philly to LA, what team do we for? <laughs> I don't know where the Florida thing came up. The only thing I, the only Florida connection I have is that's where my grandparents retired, Miami Beach. You were saying Florida <laughs> hates Jews. You got to go south, and then they love you. Ah, when you get to South Miami good. Beach. That's the way I'm to do it. I'll put that in my uh, voice memo. Go to go south of Florida when I get <laughs> See, there's advice on this show, too. Yeah. <laughs> E.T., let's make something happen with Andy in L.A. whenever all this is cleared I up. I think that. we could throw I a hell of a party. Uh, right. Nice to meet you, bro. Take care, buddy. You too, man. Take care. Andy Frasco on Drinks with the Band. We're going to hear some songs tonight. Um, I do want to get this out of the way. Out of all the artists and everything, uh, other artists bring you up. Uh, I deal with comedians a lot. Todd Glass came in here one time and would not shut up about you in the in the best way possible. That guy's phenomenal. And then for him to endorse you, and it's whenever people either see that you're coming on here or they're they're here in St. Louis. If you're playing 
Broadway Oyster Bar or Rock House or, or one of these places, I just see people kind of light up just a little bit extra. And maybe it's just because your name sounds cool to say. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to give you too much credit. Does it, does it, uh, are you aware of what you kind of, uh, I guess, build inside of people that are your fans? Oh, man. I, that's a good question. I, I, I love my fans so much because they let me be me. And I think being just authentic to who you are and people will see that you're not really trying to bullshit them. You're just trying to, you know, just be genuine and try to try to bring good vibes wherever you go. It's it's nice that they see that in me. So it's fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, Frasco fans. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and again, you guys are entered to win a t-shirt from Andy Frasco. If you just literally tag his official Facebook page in the comments and then go like his page. I'd appreciate that if you guys showed Andy some love. Uh, we are going to hear four songs tonight. One more question. How are you so genuine and you're from Los Angeles? What a terrible place. <laughs> No, dog. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you should have saw me when I was younger. I was crazy. I was like hooking up with my teachers and having a sex problem. And just, it was, I was not a good person in LA. So I, I had to get out and like go hang out in the South and Arkansas and, and like just kind of like level me out that I'm not fucking as cool as I thought I was. You know? Fourth grade sounds wild to you in Los Dude. Angeles. <laughs> Fifth grade, bro. Twelve years old, I was just rocking rails with my <laughs> Frasco out on the, I just off the rails, getting after it. Uh, let's let's talk about that before we hit your first song. Um, right. Where are you pulling? Where are you pulling uh, geographical influence from? You mentioned the South. Let's clue people in on uh, on where you kind of picked up some of that love. Um, I think I learned the blues in uh, in uh, like Louisiana, Missouri, Arkansas. So like when I started booking my band in 19 i didn't want to be a pops guy i couldn't right. i wasn't a really good singer and i didn't want to really chase the rabbit's tail of trying to just stay in la and try to get a record deal i'm like fuck this i want to go i want to live at bars and like live and try i didn't go to college i went straight to touring so i uh basically booked myself like 250 shows a year and called every venue i called a thousand venues like bullshit in my way i'm like hi this is drew mitchell i represent andy frasco please uh please book me and the only people who fucking booked me was missouri oklahoma arkansas and it was the best time of my life i lived on farms and i lived in vans we were doing 250 shows a year so we were just living in the van and living at each uh you know 20 30 person bar in everyone's you know living room and fucking yeah. wherever they want to put us to sleep and uh we'd basically drink and get to know the town before we they became fans i guess <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. And I think that anymore with the uh, the crowded nature of your business, I think that's the only way to do it, to really grind out and be able to control your own destiny, right? You can kind of sell your soul, but you're not going to have that uh, that built-up base like uh, grinding it out, touring it does for you. Yeah, it's like, why are we living to, you know, why can't we yeah. just like do what we want to do? And why can't we fight for stuff we believe in we're afraid to fight for what we believe in because people are going to make fun of what you believe in sometimes so we get nervous to fucking be ourselves and and not you know not have these insecurities about just saying what's really on your mind so 
once we start breaking that barrier, fuck yeah, we can follow our dreams. Like, what, what else we got to do, you know? I think that you're on the right path. <laughs> I mean, we always second guess our dreams, right? What about you? What's your dreams? Uh, to talk to Andy Frasco on a podcast during a pandemic. We're here. Here, let me record right now. We could do it right now. We'll do a podcast, right? <laughs> okay, great. Here we go. Speaking uh, of live that. at the Nebraska World Series podcast. Tell me, how are you feeling? Oh boy, great question, Andy. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm feeling sweaty at the moment. I'm regretting, uh, you know, half a decade of just pounding food and drinks um, against doctor's orders. But we're getting through it, you know. And I'm glad to be here again. Thank you. What about food that are you addicted to? Oh man, uh, how it makes me full. <laughs> <laughs> You suppress feelings too. What do oh, suppress? for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Right. What about you? Yeah, I suppress how I suppress sadness. Yeah. I suppress like when you're always the happy guy. Sometimes you're afraid to talk about what makes you sad. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like whenever you show up at a at a place and maybe I don't, do you have off days? There's a question. Do you have off oh, days? Oh fuck yeah! It's called the quarantine, dog. <laughs> it's just, it's called six months of a day. day I've ever had, dog. <laughs> well, you're doing you're you're I'm keeping people out, interested. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you're gonna get through it. Um, I don't know. Do you feel like playing songs? You just want to let's just chat. Let's just. Talk. <laughs> I'm sure that you like all you like long walks on the beach. Oh, with as long as Frasco's by my side, that's all I'm looking I heard, for. I was, you know, when I was blocking your my sound and blocking my video because I was watching the Laker game, I didn't want you to see how angry I get when the Lakers <laughs> fucking lose. But I was listening to you, and I think you had like kids in there. You have kids? No, no. You have a wife? Mm -mm. No. Oh, thanks you're for. Superman? I'm what? Were you watching porn? Like what? I, I, I think it was uh, it was our producer and me walking uh, around. Maybe that was what it I was. I have a very lovely woman's voice. Oh, a lady's oh, voice. Very, the producer's a lady's voice. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you had a family. I thought you're doing this in your living room and like <laughs> I came over and shit like, <laughs> like me. Dude, I do my show from my fucking living room. Bro. I love it. There was a guy on the couch earlier. I was like, this is awesome. This is authentic. <laughs> you're living with me, bro. Yeah, say hi to Chad. He's still on the couch. Yes. Hey, Chad. You've got an audience. Um, my one-man audience, dude. That's amazing. Uh, I do. We we want to hear some songs, and we're gonna keep okay. this conversation going. Do you feel? What do you want to kick things off with, man? Again, we're we're in the middle of a pandemic. You are one of the most charismatic uh, frontmen alive today. What do you got for us to start? Oh fuck! This song is about depression. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Perfect. Quarantine blues. Um, I don't know. We could write a song. You want to write a song together? How do we do that? Let's talk, uh, let's talk about the quarantine. Uh, okay. Maybe the quarantine blues. Uh, let's figure it out. Right, can you hear that? Yep. Sound great. Quarantine blues. 
Well, I don't know what I want, and I don't know what it's gonna happen tomorrow. But if I can make people laugh today, that's all that matters tomorrow. So you can take your blues, stick them up your quarantine blues. <laughs> Man, I haven't played piano in so long without Sean. I mean, this is the thing about the quarantine. You ever get this? What's your passion in life? Uh, gosh, just uh, I, I love uh, putting people together, putting good people together, uh, whether it's going to be a party, a show, uh, an interview, something like that. I think that's kind of what I'm made to do. So when you're not putting something together, do you get sad? Yeah, you get a little or destructive, right? You're, uh, yeah. you're just like, yeah. You don't want to... It's so hard for you to do it, but once you start doing it, then you're fucking in. Then you're fucking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you're bringing up. Do you have you been able to do much with your band? I've I've seen some of your live streams, but I haven't seen if you've been able to perform with your band. I know the UN. Uh, you guys, again, if if they're going to be out on tour with you, they're going to be playing hard. I know our producer has a crush on one of your band members as well. And, Ooh, uh, tell Ernie Chang is my saxy man crush, bro. I'm a sax player, oh. and I uh, found you guys in like 2015 or 16, and ever since then I've been on the the Ernie train. The Ernie Chang bang, dog. That's fucking badass, dude. He um that he'll love that. I wish he's listening because you know Ernie is like the hidden gem in our band. You know he's so important to what we do, our chemistry, our DNA. That I love when people love Ernie. That makes me happy. So I, fuck I, yeah. I remember the Shout first out. time that I heard him, and then I was like, holy crap, this guy can really throw down. And then you guys did a Jam in the Van episode where you did Blame It on the Pussy, and he was standing outside oh, the thing just riffing. And I yeah. was just, yeah, nailed it for me. That's the thing. I mean, going back to our question, man, that's the thing. I, You know, when, all of a sudden, when you can't do what you love to do and with the people you love to do, and all of a sudden you didn't have that in your brain that all of a sudden it's just us a rug is pulled over you, you know, it kind of freaks you out. It kind of makes you nervous and it, you know, and then you just kind of like go into like, Oh shit, like survival mode. Like, right. so I started going into these podcasts and these live streams, suppressing my feelings about my band and missing my band. So I finally just had the balls to like, all right, just got to think about how I can make an interactive way to 
make a live show experience online entertaining. So I, I'm doing this thing where it's, I'm bringing the band out August 21st or 22nd, and we're doing a, a completely 100% interaction, interactive festival where the fans pull on everything from what drugs we take to what's on the background to what songs we're going to play. We're going to have no set list. The, 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 the fans pick everything. They pick their own adventure for three hours. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's going to be a test on trusting our fans. They're not just going to keep on feeding me mushrooms. And it's going, to it's, going to, it's going to test the band to see if, you know, that we could do something like this. Because, you know, doing a three-hour completely don't know what's going to happen. It, you know, it, it gives me hope that I could, you know, start thinking even – bigger on how to do that thing while they're we're still figured out because we can't play shows until like probably 2021 it's fucked up i i hope 2021 definitely like it's the more and more you look at it you're like uh i don't know if that's gonna happen um <laughs> in regards to getting back out on the road getting out there um cheesy question i love it though because you are such a regional guy and somebody who's probably just made friends everywhere do you have you know five six number one i don't know do you have a top place that you've either had the best times or just the, like just unreal times. Do you have a spot that you just absolutely have to get to every time you're out on the road? Yeah, I got like five. I okay, got, there's always yeah, and it depends on the season. I think year round I could go to Berlin year round, no problem. Mm -hmm. We Berlin is the one of the coolest joints place that I love going in the fall. Actually, I love going. I haven't played there in a while. It's Fayetteville, Arkansas, is a great town. Um, I love Philly. I fucking love Philly. Real people. Philly's badass. Yeah. I like, um, I mean, I live here now, so I like Denver, but I can't say that because I live here. So I got three more. Um, oh, Louisiana. Lafayette, Louisiana. Like uh, New Orleans Jazz Fest. I can't miss those. And then Asia. I, I think I, you know, we play in uh, Hong Kong a lot. I love Hong Kong, so. That has to be a unique experience too. I mean, I'm sure there's expats and, and the like that come out, but to go to Hong Kong, literally on the other side of the planet, uh, that has to be surreal at times. People singing along with your songs and you're just doing what you love. Oh, for sure. And I definitely brought that Corona back to America for sure. Like uh, I, I had it in January. For you did. Sure. Oh yeah. And you I, fought through before, it. You've been playing in Hong Kong for the last seven years. Yeah. And I got really deathly sick, uh, like a week after the tour. And, uh, yeah, I definitely, and I was like, I had one more week of touring and I didn't know, I didn't, no one knew what the coronavirus was sure. back then. And it was crazy. And, um, it was just, a, it was very scary, but, uh, any yeah. lasting effects? I mean, I don't know if, I mean, I, I don't know if I can't smell because I smoke a pack of cigarettes or, uh, yeah, or, everything smells like marble. Yeah, everything <laughs> smells like candy lights. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but no, I, I don't know. It's like it's crazy. Like I've never been through a pandemic. Have you? Not this uh, in this life. No, this is the first time. I'm happy to be sharing this uh, time with you, though. We're gonna get through it together. Kind of crazy to live through this, you know. It absolutely is. And if you think too, like think about all the people that we're losing and they made it through this or that or whatever. And then this stupid disease takes them out. Like that's, yeah, I guess it's, it's, just another, it's another part of life, but people like you, uh, are, that's what, why we gotta keep, that's why we gotta keep optimistic. 
You have to turn on turn on one of your records and and move forward. And I mean that like that's really important. Uh, you do see whether it's comedy or people's favorite music or whatever else. Uh, they're really leaning on that now, and it's uh, and it's even better with that lighting. So I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Andy, we've got people going wild for you in the comments. We've got a T-shirt to give. Yo, away. I want to I want to answer a question from the comments. Let's get it. Let's see what we got here. I'm gonna look. Oh, they're it up. like oh. Yeah, they're probably like, oh, hey, it's Andy. What's going on here? Uh, on, what do we have? You're online every fucking day, Andy. Why you? What <laughs> <laughs> uh, more questions can we ask you? <laughs> let's go ask Andy some questions. Tell you what, we'll get another song out of Andy, and then we'll come back, ask some questions in the comments. I promise Andy that we'll get him some questions. And again, you can win a T-shirt if you tag Andy in the comments of this stream. What do you got for us? Is this another, is this like love at the grocery store? Are we going all? <laughs> no, all... I'll play a new song. I, I, I like, oh, let me get here. Oh, sorry, let me get here. Uh, look at these, look at these creepy ass fucking pictures I got. Is that, is that... I have these children right after. Why don't I play music now? <laughs> what, what did you ingest before buying those? Oh, definitely mushrooms. I was on, I was on like a microdose. I was on like two grand. I haven't done it in a while, like a microdose like that, but. I was on like two grams a day for like two years. Legal and legal in Denver now, right? Legal in Denver, but probably not legal wherever I was fucking doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it was it got me through depression, you know? Yeah. It, it woke me up. I wasn't in a fucking dark cloud. And this is what this song's about. This song's called None of Those Things. It's uh about you don't need you know, I was always growing up in LA, I was always chasing money or I was always chasing fucking girls or chasing everything else but not chasing what made me happy deep down so i finally woke up from that thank you psilocybin <laughs> god right. saved my life okay here we go Those things. 
All right. <laughs> it is about the basketball jerseys and the sweet hair, though. It is Give me about the greatest. That song, I, I, I played that. So I had to do, you know, Kobe Bryant was like the biggest inspiration of my life. Like I considered Kobe like I considered any high. My dad, my grandpa, I'm a fucking third grade teacher. I love that motherfucker. My third grade teacher was dope as fuck. And it, Kobe, Kobe yeah. was the guy. So I found out Kobe died an hour before I went on stage to open for widespread panic. One of like the biggest shows of my career back then and my buddy dave schools helped me produce like yeah i want you guys to play with us i'm like fuck this is crazy and then kobe died you know it's like you realize you know all these it's like the same thing with this quarantine it's like you realize all the things that you're so worried about in your fucking head doesn't matter and what matters is staying present and knowing that life gives you one chance and we got to stay present so if we fucking have to like have a death or a quarantine or something to make us kind of feel present and maybe that's the optimism we could look out for you know from a death like kobe or fucking or you know you know a fucking pandemic you know that's the only way you can look at it because really there's, I mean, there's two options, right? There's the exact opposite of that or you push forward with that mindset and you attempt to better yourself, to enjoy things more. So I, I completely agree with that. Um, I'm curious too. Man, I'll never forget. It's so weird because uh, I used to just get so obsessed about the NBA draft and I'll never forget <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets picking up, oh, fuck. picking up <laughs> Vladdy Diva. <laughs> You think There's about that now. Yeah. And it's like, the wait. Hornets pick up. I love Vladi. I got Vladi. I love Vladi. Shout out to Vladi. But like, yo. It worked Thank out you, for the Vladi. Lakers. Thank you, <laughs> he did that for the, for the, he sacrificed for the Lakers. Uh, I'm curious. Here's a Lakers question. Uh, and, and this may be too deep. I think there's only a few options. Uh, we're in Missouri. We're in St. Louis. Uh, do you have, can you off the top of your head, let's, this is really testing you here. Do you have, uh, a favorite Lakers player that played at the University of Missouri. Jordan Clarkson. All right, Jordan all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Let's go. Don't doubt me, dog. Don't doubt me. Anthony Peeler would have worked as well. Anthony Peeler went to U UM or U Missouri? Mizzou, yeah. Was he a badass? Yeah. Yeah. There's story. Yeah. That guy was great. He was, he was. What stories did you hear? What, what <laughs> he's probably, can you imagine being that guy in the nineties oh. at a giant at a giant college? Make up a story. It's probably seventy percent accurate. Like, right? <laughs> like it's, that's the way you have to think about it. Those I guys. Wish I was a basketball player, bro. I was. I just. I was. I, I was born Jewish, six foot, and I mean, I knew I wasn't gonna be a pro, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so threw in the tower. I was like getting, I was like a center. I was like six foot when I was like third grade, fourth grade. I'm like, oh fuck, I might be a basketball player. You were that yeah, kid. High school, dog. I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't need a jump shot. I got this, dog. Six foot center. Let's go. And right. Start, start packing my ass and, and pushing me on the floor. Yeah, that's tough. Whatever you're, uh, whatever you're doing that. They, and you're like, wait, this isn't quite the same thing as it felt like five years ago. <laughs> it's a little more yeah, difficult. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like my musical career. I I, I play music like uh, like Dennis Rodman plays basketball. 
That is so I'll get, I'll, you know, I'm not going to sing pretty, but I'll get you 20 rebounds. I'll get you 40. Uh, I'll you're, get still, you you're still going to end up in the Hall of Fame. That's <laughs> that's how it works, right? That's, Let's go. Woo! I have a Dennis Rodman story. I have a Dennis Rodman story. Yeah, I have a buddy that, uh, and I'm stealing his story, but uh, he won't mind. Shout out to Big Mike. Uh, he worked at a high-end hotel in South Beach for many years, and he was in management. And uh, he had texted me. He's like, yeah, man, Dennis Rodman hangs out here a lot. And my buddy's like a big guy or whatever. And uh, so he goes, and he's working one night. And after, like, the fifth group of people came up and complained, he went to go check. He's like, hey, what's going on in here? And they were like, Dennis Rodman sat down at someone's table that he didn't know and just started eating their food. Let's go, Rodman. I love it, dude. So my buddy has to ask him to leave, and he's like, ah, it's like Dennis Rodman. I got it. Not kidding you. That was that. like, oh, that's a great story. Uh, like five hours later, shift ends. My buddy may have went to a strip club, and Dennis Rodman was there. They gave each other the fist bump. They were like, hey, you know, sorry, doing my job, you know, all that. So Dennis was a nice guy, but uh, shout out to Big Mike. Oh, for that's that. tight. Yeah. I'm glad they got redemption at the titty bar. That's pretty tough. Right? Like, hey, we're the same, man. It's cool. <laughs> Yo, you guys see each other from across the hall like, hey, bro. <laughs> the this, this snack's on me. That, that seat at the titty bar. I'll be Dennis Robin. You be your friend. Okay. I was like, uh, oh, I was like. <laughs> you know, got that going to the background. <laughs> Tell me about these dance parties you've been having, man. Give give it up. What's what's going oh, through man. your head? I mean, are, do you feel like you're connected with anybody on these things? If people go to Andy's Facebook page, you can see these live streams. Yo, yeah, it's insane. It's uh, we built a cult. Uh, we have a cult of dancers. There's like it, a hundred thousand people are watching this thing. It's insane. <laughs> I'm like, what? what the fuck? I'm like, I gotta get these people to buy music, dog. Right? <laughs> like, go buy an album, you jerks. <laughs> no, it's, it's the most fun, and I miss it so much. You know, we, you know, that we we took a break through August, so um, I'm trying to get this stream going, and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have a bad look either. You know, with the whole everyone, I don't want to even, I want everyone to, I want to get out of this pandemic. I don't want to be. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I'm just trying to do my part as well. So, okay. Well, you're doing a great job. We got a little more conversation to have. We got two songs left. I know uh, if you guys want to win a t shirt, I'll keep reminding you tag Andy in the comments, you're entered to win. And then if you tell us about your favorite Sinatra moment, you're entered to win a Jack Daniels prize. Uh, and we give those out each and every week. Uh, we've had a lot of fun, man. Who is, uh, give me, give us before your next song, let's hear about a time that a venue wasn't so happy that you were going crazy. Did you have you had you had to have had this? I mean, maybe you're just really chummy with everybody, but at certain points, people will insert themselves into a situation and kind of stop before the punchline. Stop you before the punchline hits. <laughs> the, uh, oh uh, yeah, I mean, I'm banned by three, four. I have like five or six venues. I can never play there again. Not just corner bars when you're coming up, like legit venues. Yeah, like a real one, like George's Majestic in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Like my biggest. Fan base, my favorite fan. What I mean, like fuck, right. they helped me build my career. I got banned from there, and then um, in Utah, I got banned because I, uh, I did like because uh, you were Jewish. I, 
Yes. No, I, I basically was like, we played God or like Ernie. Uh, we did a baptism on stage or like we did like an exorcist. Of course. And then I became Jesus. <laughs> and I started giving the crowd and just started, you know, like just really just shaking it up. Just <laughs> of course. Of course. And they were like, listen. I thought it was funny in my head, but this is when sometimes the mushrooms, when you're too fucking open vessel Right. And you think like, oh, this is funny to me. This is really funny. And then you roll in to the joint and it's not fucking funny at all. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. Right, yeah. <laughs> and like, like, I'm kicked out of here. This is a, I'm, I was, you know, it was an all-ages venue next to a church. I get it. <laughs> there you go. There's no argument for me to press. You just uh, kind of accept fun. it. You know, I learned my lessons. I'm learning my lessons, you know. Yeah. I'm learning. It's I'm hard to you. fucking... It's hard to find yourself in a quarantine, you know? Yes, of course it is. Are you kidding me? You're like, well, guess it's the office again. Like, I don't. But what shouldn't you... it be the opposite? Like, we're alone with our thoughts. Yeah, like, but we're we not. We're weak. Like, we're weak, and we're fucking. We're we're fucking holding on, and this is the time we're like, oh, let's go check in. Let's go see. Let's start cleaning some fucking. Right. Cleaning some floors, dog. I've been I've been wanting to be a kettlebell enthusiast for a long time. Like, no. Yo, how I'm, many languages did you say you were gonna learn before? <laughs> right I'll be honest. In, in in April, I made a pledge to learn three, and and we're at Dude, zero. So, I was yeah. like, I'm gonna learn French. I'm gonna learn Dutch. I barely speak fucking English, dog. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I'm 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 letting myself down every day. Basically, here's something too. Uh, let's go get you some of that sponsorship money that's out there because, I mean, people are complaining about businesses closing. Frozen pizza stocks through the roof. Like, come on. Next to us. put some money into the stocks, dog. That's my new gig. There you go. I'll Just anything. These... I think that that's probably a solid plan. <laughs> uh, oh, man. It's weird to think about what you have to do for a year when, you know, what? like, if you don't show, it's like my first show is in a year. So, or my first show is in. I don't know, unless they add shows, but my first like real concert show is like October. So like, this, what, think about that. yeah, this, this not year? this October, or no, not this October. It's in May. First show that got canceled from. So everything. So the way, if you guys are are just new to the show, we we have had the pleasure of talking a little music business with some people. So essentially, what's happened with artists like Andy that tour all over the place is their booking agents, their, you know, all the Live Nations, the whomever you go through, they've essentially paused and pushed forward a year. There won't be new bands on many of the festivals. It'll be whoever was scheduled for this year that got pushed. So freeze and move forward a year. It's literally just like deleting <coughs> a, a season of touring out of everybody's, like, I, I don't know how, I don't know how people are going to make it through. I don't know how people are going to make it through either. Um, they're going to have to figure it out. Like, because uh, you can tell the streamings, the streams are going down. And, uh, you know, people want to go outside and, and people are, don't want to look at their fucking screens for 24 fucking hours anymore. So, like, any minute they have, they they want to go outside and fucking feel like a human being, you know? <laughs> no, that's a great point. But a, a problem with that is if you're somebody who, if you want to throw an Andy Frasco show and you go, okay, I believe in, uh, in, in the science behind this stuff and I want to keep things separate and I'll do a concert for a thousand of you idiots, but you got to stay apart and you have to do this. 
unfortunately, we're also weak. And, like, as you see, like, people even try and do some of these spread apart shows. Nobody listens. And then everybody just starts yeah. chastising online. So it's a tricky it's a tricky spot to be in. I don't. Yeah, you it. can't play. I mean, you get chastised for not playing. You get chastised for playing. So it's kind of like you're in a type spot. Like, we want to entertain and we want to make people happy. It's just so fucking hard right now to, like, do it so that's why i've been trying to my best to like make movies and make fucking short films and act and learn how to fucking act i don't know how to fucking act <laughs> <laughs> well you're acting like you're having a good time now so i am really appreciative of that like you're, you're oh making... man i feel like this is therapy i needed to talk to someone i've been uh been like oh man i've been such a funk this week i was like in a weird funk all for five i, I go through these funks i get well, that... a funk that's what happens, man. And especially whenever you're not, you, you've, how long have you been touring? I mean, decade? 14 years straight. That's a major life change. Like, that's not, that's not easy at all. So then, and especially. Yo, do I have to drink Jack Daniels? Here, can I get, can I drink something else right now? You're allowed to drink whatever you want. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, like, ruin your sponsorship money. Oh, my gosh. No. Jack Daniels. Now I have to do, like, three more reads to make up for whatever <laughs> you do. <laughs> No, absolutely. Guys, uh, Jack Daniels makes this happen. Also, our friends at Cranesburg Arts Foundation right here in St. Louis. They support artists. Uh, Hard Rock Cafe, not one, but I thought it'd be hilarious to wear this T-shirt. Uh, our friends at Cranesburg Arts Foundation support this. We love them. If you could help them out any way possible, they do a ton of support work for artists here in St. Louis. It's a wonderful foundation, and they've got venues and all that, so they're excited to come back. Uh, shout out to our friends at, uh, at the Old Rock House here in St. Louis, too. Thank you so much to them for sharing all of our wonderful things. Whenever things pop back on, you guys can go there. Uh, also, thank you to Snappy Bigman Coffee. Uh, they keep us they keep us fueled up here at Midcoast Media in uh, Grand Center in St. Louis. So, no, I'm not in my basement. This is a, a studio and an office and all that good <laughs> stuff. So, it works out. Uh, Andy, cheers to you, by the way. I don't know if we officially have, but hang on. What, can we do it? You got to do this. You got to, boom. Cheers. There it is. Cheers. Uh. Boom. Oh, no. Go the other way. Go the other way. Switch. Switch your hand. Okay, Perfect. here we go. Go. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Jack <laughs> Daniels. Uh, cheers to everybody in the comments, too. We've got some questions to get to, I believe. Yeah. What do we have, uh, Am I producer? Y'all got shit to do? Hmm? You're you got good. shit to do? Taking too much of your time? I'm not taking too much of my time. We're here for Andy Frasco, baby. Wow. It's nice to be on the other side of the chair. Right. I swear if I got interviewed, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, whoa, uh, huh? <laughs> Matt, what do we have for some questions for Andy? Uh, first question, Sarah would like to know, when you bathe, what do you sing? I'm sorry? When Whenever I bathe, bathes, what do I sing? Shower or bath? Like, sing. sing in the shower, yeah. I heard C. I was like, probably. Sorry. Go ahead. You know what I actually do when I shower? I, okay, first question. I, I Going back to Sinatra, I do That's Life. I love Sinatra. Yeah, Sinatra. Sinatra prize tonight. It, that is at, yeah. like, geez, yeah. So I won't go too far into. It. I'll let you get to your question. No, uh, tell me, gush about Sinatra. Unbelievable. Like I don't know if a guy like that exists anymore. I, I'm trying to like. It would be like if DiCaprio could sing, maybe. Like right. Like that's kind of the level he is. Well, it's like a different era. Yeah. Like if we had, I don't know, because it's weird. You could, you could think about like all the superstar actors. Yeah. Could sing. And that's kind of like what Sinatra is. Or if you're talking about characters, like Sinatra the character or the right. Sinatra that's like 
that famous Justin Timberlake or that famous who's in all the major movies and he's funny and he's cute and he's fucking badass and he sings good. Like the motherfuckers, he probably has a big dick. I mean, he's probably has the whole fucking package. Dude. I hope so. I swear- I shout out to JT. Shout out to JT. Let's go. Let's go JT. Let's big go. shout out. Big shout out to JT. But um I yeah, who who'd be the closest to Sinatra? I don't know. I, I honestly like, I don't know the comparison. You, I guess. No. I'm not funny enough. And I'm I don't I'm not a good actor. I think Oh, that's a good question. Let's think let's uh let's bookmark that to the end. That's right. We'll come back to that. We'll get to this. What do you sing in the shower? Uh, that's life, and I sing. Uh, I'm not gonna say. Okay. <laughs> I make up these random. Yeah. I make up these random. I'm like really into like right now. I'm really into like parody pornos. <laughs> okay, uh, that's. I mean, if you had that on your I'm trying to make a bingo card. Poetry, a puppet porn musical right now. I don't know why you wouldn't. To be honest, like you. You've got fucked it quarantine. <laughs> fucking Lord Fred, do a fucking puppet muppet, whatever. Oh, oh, Kermy, distract. <laughs> uh, Matt, how about another question? You got any more? Of course. Uh, let's see here. Sean would like to know: Do you have a moment on stage that you regret? Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I regret. Um, I had my mom on stage. And I conceived my birth. Like I was my, <laughs> I was talking to my mom. Like I was like my dad trying to pimp my mom to have me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, baby. I want to, I was, this is when I was young. Yeah. This is when I was just like not being smart. And I was just like, I'm really like my favorite guys in the world is like Dave Chappelle. Sure. Who could just turn on and be funny. And sometimes, you know, and like, those type of guys are so smart that they had it planned. So I, me being young, I'm like, I could just say whatever. And, you know, hopefully. And it didn't work. And my mom was there. She walked out. See, I'm over here. And I'm like, I keep getting reminded why people love you, Andy. Like, I hear this question. And I'm going to be like, oh, he stubbed his toe walking out on stage. We broke his, oh, one of his keys was off. Classic Andy. He had a bad moment. <laughs> no, he reenacted his father trying to talk. Okay, gotcha. Uh, that makes sense. Um, next question from Matt. My poor mom is the best. She's put up with me. You know, she's got to be baby. proud of you. I bet she's proud of you, too. Yeah, you know, I think so. You know, it took a minute because, you know, like being raised like, you know, in like the suburbs of L.A., everything's about money and stuff and like making money. And like I wasn't making money for like 15 years. And like I was living in a van, but, you know, and I grew up in a nice community. So my mom probably thought I was fucking homeless, you know, (laughs) playing Tuesday nights at the two dollar you call it. Yeah. And, you know, sleeping at the bartender's house, like, oh my God, what are you doing out there? Just come back. I'll, you know, I'll give you an apartment. I'm like, no, not me, mom. It's not my dream, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But you can't blame her for thinking that way either, too. She wants no, the, be- she wants she the best for you. Me. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, she was older. My mom, my sisters are eight years older than me, and they're all like doctors and shit. And she knew that. You know, I'm not like that. I wanted to make people happy. I wanted to make people smile. And I wasn't going to be able to do that from a fucking keyboard or a fucking trying to sell them some, a piece of real estate. You know, like oh, that, Andy, that's, 
Andy Frasco, wacky realtor. Okay. I'm Andy Frasco, and I'll be selling your house. <laughs> That's perfect. I'll have mushrooms. We have. We, I'll be, I have to smoke it out before. I like. Don't that. worry. It's a seance. I got a. I got a witch doctor. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. This fucking porn, bro. <laughs> Let's get another question. Let's get one more from the uh, from the comments, Matt. I All like right. that. I like this because people they they want to connect with you, and this is the way to do it. Unless you're selling any mushrooms in Colorado, what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I, I do have a guy. He sells me mushrooms and he preys on them. Like he like, <laughs> like he takes it like he takes like advantage of them. No, he's like he's like he'll put them on. He'll put them in my hand, and then he'll put some like fucking like hippie water and it's not like holy water but it's like but he, he'll like moisturize the bag and then he'll pray with me i'm like yeah let's rock all right <laughs> it's my house do you find them to do you find that to be more of a spiritual experience once preyed upon i mean it, it makes the travel fee more awesome <laughs> you, know? you feel like you're I'm getting like, something yeah, out of come it come on man let's uh, let's fucking talk let's smoke a bowl and like if you want to bring them to my house that'd be tight <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Will you call him the Reverend Farmy one, just one I time? I'll, I'll rev one up. We'll, we'll yeah. shoot you some. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, it's pandemic time. It's time to start. Uh, what's yeah. uh, what's that next question, Matt? Our next question is from Dylan, and he would like to know if you could jam with anyone, alive or dead, musician or full band, who would it be? Ooh. It's a quarantine, so he's just really sad, and he's like, the fucking UN, man. Fuck it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Want to hang out with a fucking Jeff Buckley, Damien Rice? Oh. No, I think I would want to sit in. I think that's a good Doctor John Van um, Van Morrison, the band Levon. Um. Oh God! Oh, if I could have like, a, you know, Albert King or a Wilson Pickett. Oh, if, I, if Dolly Parton fucking dig me, oh that'd be tight. Can you imagine? Uh, what year? What year? What year are you thinking? I don't the, any year, girl. She's now, like a fine one. I, I twenty twenty. I'd love to do it right now. I would hope so. I would hope so. She's you, babe, dude. And she's so cool, and she's out out there fucking supporting all the young bands like Margot Price and shit. She's a badass. It's amazing. I think I wish more people would be like her, and I don't know that people were always like that either. She's she's certainly one of a kind, and I, I think people mm. should take note of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. So Dolly Parton, I like that, and I agree with it too. Um, I don't want to. You know she's got stories for days. She what stories? Oh my gosh, dude! Can you imagine? I feel like she'd be like, "Come, oh Andy, come over here. Let me tell you something about Frank. <laughs> we made love or whatever." She tell her little fucking little gossip. Right. Like oh, I'll, be, I'll be so into. I love that shit. You like, you find I out Stallone stuff. farts in his sleep. <laughs> yeah, like when I'm at a festival and like I haven't seen all my friends and they're all hanging out by the fucking catering table i walk in there and like like a little kid like ask them all the questions and shit and like i, I forgot that like oh yeah i'm like you know they probably think i'm just some fucking fanboy oh whatever no i think they appreciate it <laughs> you go bounding in i there. rolled it so, so what was the first time you had lsd well, tell, tell me about the did you have your do you have your like hooked up in a porta potty you know just like just, just fucking like like a yenta, dog. I'm just like asking them everything. It's like I just met you, Frasco. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think everybody's gonna appreciate that. 
And I, I, I think you're going to keep the same energy whenever this is done, too. You're, I think you're going to bottle up this quarantine, I guess, whatever has got you going wild. And I think you're going to inject it into your live show even more. Honestly, the first show I play, I will come. I will come. Yeah. That's... <laughs> It'd be like, you know, like the, like, a, like a scary movie. Have you ever watched Scary Movie 1? All right. Cut the feed. <laughs> scary movie. I'm going to fly like... in Hey, dog. I'll be like, I'm back. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say Flaming Lips stage show has nothing on what you're going to have planned. That's oh, hilarious. Dude. I think I saw that movie in theaters probably. That would have been about the time that I was like at the movie theater every weekend or something and then walk into the burger joint afterwards. I've been reenacting famous movie scenes where I'm, I, they just trade me as the character. So like I did that where I was Let's the girl it. at the big bush and I was like, oh, excuse me. And then the bush, <laughs> in my bush. And we did, I did the, we did the last dance. I was the oh. actor and I acted as the, I don't fucking know, dude. I can't believe I did all this shit. During <laughs> I got so much better at music. And I'm out here fucking making acting movies. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. No, I think that if you come out of this with some acting chops, I think somebody's going to put you in and then maybe you steal the show. And uh, all of a sudden, in 10 years, people will be like, yeah, that actor from the CBS show. I'm like, no, 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 he's, he's a musician. He's a musician. Like, no, 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 he's an actor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where are they now? Well, he was like an extra in a fucking soap opera. And then he, and now he's a... Now he's selling real estate in Denver, Colorado. I think that's the place to be, man. Um, we've got. Uh, I'm, do you keep up with the Nuggets at all? Yeah, I like the Nuggets. You know, they got like every guy's like seven foot in that fucking band, dude. They're crazy. Like the Joker is seven foot. Can you talk to our Missouri guy, Michael Porter? Or I say Michael. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. Yes, uh, he, he's he's kicking ass right. Now. He's great, and he seems like a nice kid. But man, he's into some conspiracy theories. He's thinking, he's thinking we'll maybe put him on the podcast. <laughs> he's thinking maybe COVID ain't real, and there's some other stuff going on. I need you to go talk to him, and maybe, uh, maybe, maybe share some of your uh, stash with him, man. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook him up with a dose of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I, yo, they take mushrooms to the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> they do now. Andy Frasco's delivering. You know they're fucking doing some crazy shit in there. It's gonna get real weird. Like they want you to think they're playing PlayStation and like being uh silly I don't guys. know, but they're just like I don't know. I think it's like this new generation of people aren't partying like that. Yeah. Well maybe they need you to sneak in and Ma show them how. Oh yeah. Frasco gives the whole bubble COVID. <laughs> He brings right. a party. He brings the mushrooms. We have LeBron <sighs> running can we, around. Can we talk to your agent and get you whatever this stuff clears up? Can would you do an NBA All Star weekend? Like how can you imagine oh, performing? I don't know if you'd make it out. That might be your farewell show. Like that NBA All Star Honestly, weekend. Like, I do weird shit. Like I'm you don't know I'm obsessed with the Lakers. Like I've done some, I've done some uh, kind of weird shit. <laughs> Well, do you want to play another song and I can hear about some more weird <laughs> shit? You like that? You're moving in. We got two more songs left. Um, I'm going to remind you guys. If you tell us your favorite Frank Sinatra song, you're entered to win two Sinatra albums and a portable Jack Daniels uh, speaker that can go underwater. And then if you tag Andy's Facebook page in the comments, you're uh, up for a T-shirt. We're going to give away an Andy Fresco T-shirt. And again, thanks to Jack Daniels for making this possible tonight. Andy, what are we hearing? Um, this is an old song. I got the 
score uh, movie for uh, Judd Apatow, which was fucking awesome. And uh, and I got to write all the music, and then they played the, they put this song at the end because we wanted to make uh, it's a song about mental health awareness and how some days you feel bad and some days you feel good, and we just gotta we just gotta ride the wave. So the song's you... called Someday. What? Let's, we'll talk. Let's talk about it afterwards. Someday. trying to tell myself this when I was fucking all messed up, you know, thinking about all the things I shouldn't be thinking about, even when I had everything, you know. So if this is a letter for anyone, this is a letter to your soul to tell you that you're a lot stronger than you think you are. Yeah. Some days you feel great. Some days you feel so alone. Don't let your sorrows drown into tomorrows and take it as it goes. Take it as it goes. Take your life as it goes. Don't let your sorrows drown. 
tomorrow. Take it as it goes. Take it as it goes. All right. Andy Frasco. And again, uh, that's so cool that you got tapped by Judd Apatow. And then that was for Gary Goldman's special. I love Gary Goldman. Yeah, great. Had him on a few times. Gary Goldman played some basketball in his day. He actually played division. Dude, Gary is the most iconic person. That is my him, Todd Glass, Chappelle. And that's a list, man. That's a serious list. I got to put Neil Brennan in there too, because Chappelle, Neil Brennan, that's like a thing. Yeah, an all timer. <laughs> um, I don't know if we have a photo of that. This is uh, pretty cool with Andy and uh, Gary. And uh, Judd, it's a little disturbing. Oh, shit. You gotta Gary. love that. Now, Gary, Gary's six five and played college football, and I think that's a really interesting part of his story because, again, Andy, you're sitting there talking about you know having everything in the world, being happy, all that. Gary's a tall, handsome, extremely funny guy that, on the outside, you think is like, oh gosh, he's got everything, he's doing great. He has a lot of problems. And real quick, if you guys are having any issues, check out St. Louis Counseling Services. We work with them. Uh, they do a podcast, Mental Health Matters. Highly recommend that. Uh, shout out to Tom and Debbie at uh, St. Louis Counseling Services as well. And you know what? Just because I like to make things about me, uh, me and Gary, back in the day. Hey, what let's up, go! <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's our, our friend Rafe Williams in there as well. So, uh, Gary, great dude. And real quick, I know we got one more song. Um how does it, how does the Judd Apatow, I feel like Judd, um, I know some people that work with him and he is a hands-on guy despite his massive fame. Maybe he's got people and it's just like everything else, but how do you go, how do you get tabbed to score the HBO special that wasn't just a comedy special? It had to do with Man, a lot of stuff. It's, uh, it all steer, it all stemmed from Todd motherfucking Glass. Dude. Okay. That's what Todd I like to hear. Glass. Todd Glass found me and built me this fucking thing. It's unbelievable with the comedians. Like, he kept on, on he has a podcast. He's like, I want Andy Frasco on this. I want him on the, I want him on the Todd Glass. I'm like, who the, f I'm like, you could just text me, bro. I'm, I'm not famous. <laughs> like, like, you could just like hit me up. Right. Just like shoot me a DM. I'm hit, I, I, I answer all my DMs. Like, holler at me. And, uh, he, we became like homies. He's just, and he became such a fan of my career. And I became, and then I started diving into his career because I love comedy and he's so fucking funny. It's incredibly and funny. And then he Gary Goldman, and then Gary became my fucking therapist. And then now Gary, and, you know, I was going through a hard time. I almost, you know, kind of didn't like try to kill myself, but I was really think I was depressed as shit. And I was like, I need therapy and I need all this shit. And Gary was the one who talked me off a ledge. I was in New York, man. He came into my house. We did an interview, and basically the interview was him being my therapist. That's amazing. <laughs> and he fucking woke me up, and I gave him my record. I'm like, I hope you like my music, man. And he's like, some days, that song, Some Days, is so important to me, and I want you to write all the music for my, for my movie with Judd. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Where am I? <laughs> take, take that, Mom. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, mom. <laughs> that, that, that's incredibly touching. And if again, if you haven't, go watch the special. Uh, and Gary Goldman's incredibly funny. And shout out to him. He was in the Joker, like you said. You know, he's uh, he's a very funny dude. Um, I he's don't want to keep. Best. 
I, I don't want to keep you here all night. We got one more song to go. We'll chat if you guys have it. We'll, we'll do one more round of questions after the last song. I don't know if you feel like uh, getting into anything right away. You want to take a minute? How you feeling on that last song? Oh, I feel okay. good. I, feel, okay. I kind of want to... Um, yeah, I want to kind of get... I haven't played this old song in a while, and I miss it. Talk about live shows. It's been a struggle. 
No, play another 10. I don't care. That's amazing. Everybody's you know what it, I man. Can't, it's the problem with mushrooms, too. When you take mushrooms, sometimes you forget you're on a live stream and you're just practicing at your house. I was like, damn, I played this song for like 15 years and then like I, I was trying to rewrite it and then I was like, oh, fuck, I woke up and I'm. And you're here. <laughs> and you're talking to some dude in the basement in St. Louis. What's happening? <laughs> You talk to some dude in the fucking in living room with two children looking at him. Fucking what? weird children. <laughs> like, whoa, what is happening behind you? Uh, Andy Frasco, the album, guys, go get it. Uh, do we have the do we have the graphic? I love the uh, I love the cover that we have. Uh, you guys can go get keep on keeping on. Um, I highly recommend you go see him whenever he comes out again live too. People were asking in the comments if you're excited to get out and play those new songs. From the new album. Yeah. I mean, yes is the answer. Yeah, the virtual fest. I'm pumped up. You know, that's the thing. Like, we wrote this record. I wrote this record on a computer, this whole record. Like, uh, so, like, we played guitar. I played guitar. Me and my guy, my buddy Kenny wrote this. Like, we tried to write a song a day every day. And I would write these melodies. I'd play piano. And we'd just fuck them up and kind of have a due process. So, this is the first time the band's ever fucking um, rocked these songs. So, I'm, like, excited to do this virtual fest because... I love these songs. This new record means so much to me. So it's like, I love this record. <laughs> well, no, that, that, I appreciate that. And I hope people show you that support that it deserves. You're obviously pouring yourself into this. And again, thank you for coming on here. Andy, I'm going to have to say, uh, and if you guys don't realize, at We Are Live Radio is where you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Uh, we also do conversations. We have long-form conversations with comics, entertainers, all kinds of great people. Uh, and it's been wild because we've been doing this for a little while, but this pandemic makes people like Andy not have to be on the road. So he's available to chat a little bit. Andy, I'm going to put you on the spot, man. We, we got to have you back for like a, a serious, like deep, uh, like three hour conversation, man. I think we could rock one of those oh, out. It'd be dude, a lot of fun. I hope I didn't bore your fan base. Please. <laughs> like no, talking. everybody's excited. Everybody's pumped in the comments and everybody's like, it's, it, it's been a, a delight is what it's been. So don't you dare. I would love to fucking talk to you for three hours. We could do like that. We'll be like Rogan. Like, uh, so what kind of deep shit you into today? Well, I beat off to like old person porn. Okay. Good for you. Keep, keep going. What else you got? I just wanted to see how it was like. It didn't, really, sure. it didn't really, it didn't work. It didn't work. 
I bet you could find something that you would be into in that genre. You'd be like, well, I should kind of... I used to, like, when I was younger, I loved older women. That's why I hooked up with my teacher. I was like, fuck. You want to break into that a little bit? Oh, yeah. A... I, I, I watched some... No, I can't say that. Actually. Okay. Say that. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> is that... I? This is, this is a horrific thing to talk about. No, you know what? We just won't even talk about it. So we'll save it for a longer conversation. We'll do that. So I have a baby phobia. Like I'm scared of having children. Like, that's one of my fears. My my podcast fan knows that fans know that. So I talk about this. So I used to like um, I used to like watch uh, pregnant porn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> okay. I'm not. I didn't tell you to stop. Is that is that the end of that sentence? I was just no, because I had a baby phobia because I knew you can't. Never mind. I can't. I'm digging myself in a hole here. But um, I think, uh, I don't know, because mm -hmm. I have a commitment phobia, but I want to have, you know, like, I want a family. You know, I think it's I was like, gonna say, like Freudian shit like that. You know, you're... it's not like, it's not like dirty. It's like more Freudian. Like, I want a family and I want love, but I also don't want to have children. I don't want to have a girlfriend. Uh, in the comments, uh, give us like a thumbs up if you think Andy, uh, if you could be the one to change Andy's feelings. Let us know about that. Um, Frasco finds love. We're doing this. We, 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 I have it on my talk show uh, on Thursday, the shit show. We, we did this. We, uh, we did a, I, we did a dating show called Frasco finds love, and we had the coolest fucking girls send me mess videos, and we put them up, and like the fans voted for me, and we're gonna go on a date after quarantine. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. I was gonna say like maybe we we kind of reboot singled out and it's you and our friend uh, Katie Tupin hosting it. You guys are the new hard. Oh yeah, Katie. <laughs> I was throwing with her heavy. She's awesome. She's like she's cool. She's like my big. I'm like big brother. I'll, I'll mess up like what up? How you feeling? You know like these musicians are. You know a lot of musicians are having a hard time. You know and and, and we're all trying to play strong and trying to play tough. Like nothing's happening, but they, we see our schedules. You see our schedules. It's scary and like. You know, like sometimes, you know, you just need to talk to people. And yeah. uh, that's why I love the community I build and and the people who reach out to me, all my fans too, fucking are here. We're all here. We're all in this fucking thing together. You know what I'm talking about? That's what I'm saying, buddy. <laughs> Andy Let's Frasco. Go. Let's do it. Let's cheers one more time. An absolute right, delight tonight. Thank you guys. Oh, yeah, we're doing that again. Yeah. Wait, there it is. We had it. Boom. Here we go. There it is. Cheers, buddy. Oh, shit. Hold on. This way. There it is. Hey, cheers, buddy. <laughs> to that teacher of yours. To making love. Uh, we've got we've got prizes to give away. I'll contact winners. Go follow Andy Frasco. Check all his live streams. And uh, if Andy will uh, come back, we're going to do a longer conversation. I want to hang out with you again, man. This has been an absolute Anytime delight. Anytime you want, bro. Talk to me. Let's do Just it. Text, text, text me tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> You know what I want to do? I want to have all these just all-stars on, and we'll just talk shit one day. We'll make it happen. Uh, shout out to the Lakers. Shout out to Andy Frasco. Love you guys for tuning in. We do this each and every week. we got our friend Brian Owens coming up. I know we've got Savannah Conley, uh, Madison Ward and the Mama Bear, all kinds of great artists coming up. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It's Chris Demnon, Andy Frasco. Shout out to E.T., and thanks to Jack Daniels for making drinks with the band happen. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>